Pastor Mark, he says this, Pastor Mark Hankins. He says, it's been good, but it's getting better. Say that. It's been good, but it's getting better. Say it again. It's been good, but it's getting better. So this is 2024. It's been prophesied, it's been declared that 2024 is the year of open doors, the year of more. Uh, now see, uh, Brother Copeland, he said it like this. He said, 2024 is the year of more and more and more and more. He said it four times, right? 2024. So what is that more, Lord? What is that more that you're talking about? Well, that more that he's talking about is more revelation, more of the outpouring of God, more miracles, more financial blessings, more of God's goodness in your life. 2024 is the year of more. And so you want to understand something about 2024. We are a month into this year, right? Okay, if you, 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 you guys who want to be technical, we are 30 days into the year. 31, right? Tomorrow is my birthday, February 1st. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, November 5th is my birthday. You say, how do you have two birthdays? Well, there's a biological, there's a natural birth, right? And there's a spiritual birth. November 5th, 1987. It was about 8.45 p.m. It was in Word of Life Christian Center. A 19 and a half, Pastor David says, by 60 storefront church. My life changed forever. Okay, I know y'all don't want to hear about my birthday. <laughs> so we are a month into the year of 2024, right? So as I mentioned earlier, uh, the title of my message tonight is Focus in 2024. Focus in 2024. Now, now, now see, I know that when you hear a prophecy and you hear something de declared that, you know, we can receive that, right? But when you hear a prophecy come forth, it's not just about receive, receiving it mentally, it's not about a mental ascent. We know we cannot please God. We can't get to God. We can't appease God by mentally ascending, right? It requires faith, correct? Because he's a faith God. I say he's a faith God. So when we hear something like 2024 is a, is a year of open doors and 2024 is a year of more and more and more, then we not only want to receive it in our hearts, in our spirits, but we also want to declare it out of our mouth as we're going through the process of 2024. So do you want more in your life this year? Well, you, you, you can just uh, label whatever it is that you want more of, right? And you can believe God for it and you can declare it out of your mouth, 2024, the year of more. So I believe, I believe that God wants us to experience and see some things in this year, 2024, that we have not seen in previous years. I mean, that's what that more and more and more is about. It means it goes beyond what you have experienced. It goes beyond what you have seen. 
I want you to know that your birth was scheduled by God. I want you to know that this time that you are currently living in is no accident. You're here with purpose. At this time, in this frame of history, come on, oh my goodness. Hey, we got to realize some of this stuff that God scheduled my birth. God scheduled me to be here at this particular time, at such a time as this. This is not it's just some, you know, some, uh, you know, r- rolling through life. I hope I make it. I hope I get to the, oh, great by and by. No, the great by and by can be brought right here now because God says 2024 is the year of more. So we can bring heaven right here in our own lives. Right now, at this time, this hour, this season, we can have it. I said we can have it. So what is it you want in your life in 2024? Well, uh, obviously, God is concerned about us, and God wants us to have things on an individual basis, but we're talking also about a, a, a corporate more here in this local church. You are part of this local church, right? So 2024, it's going to be like no other year. I said it's going to be like no other year. Come on, let's get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Like no other year. So, so there in the book of Jeremiah 33 and 3, He says, God says that call on me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call on me, call on me, declare out of your mouth 2024 is a year of more. Call on me and I will answer you and show you. Now, now I, I know that we've heard that, that, that verse of scripture on many levels in the, in the church, right? We, 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 we pray that. We say that. We read that. Call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now, when we hear that verse of scripture, when we pray that, generally, we are thinking about the spectacular, you know, in the nation or in the world or in this earth. And yes, it includes that. But listen, let's bring it down to a level on your individual personal life. Call on him and he will answer you and he will show you great and and mighty things which you know not. Which you know not. Yeah, there are some things in your life that you want, but there are some things in your life that God wants to get to you that you don't even know about. Call on me. Call on me, God says, and I will answer you. Listen, he did not say the government will answer you. He did not say the mayor will answer you. He did not say the president will answer you. He did not say the prime minister will answer you. Listen, he said, I will answer you, and I will show you. Oh, my goodness. So what is the definition of great? Huh? 
Yeah, we all have different definitions of great in our own personal lives. So let's pull down from heaven what God has for our life in this capacity of great. Amen? So I want to I read that, that verse of Scripture, Jeremiah 33.3, in the uh, Message Bible, right? So the Message Bible, y'all know, it's a paraphrase, right? But this is good. So in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, Message Bible, of course, you know the Message Bible, sometimes you, you, you might be focused on a particular verse, but in the Message Bible, they, could, they put two and three verses together sometimes, right? Message. And so, uh, verse 2 says this. This is God's message. The God who made earth, made it livable and everlasting, known everywhere as God. So God qualifies himself, right? This is God's message. The God who made earth, made it livable and everlasting, Known everywhere as God. So he's known everywhere as God. And then it goes on to say, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out yourself. (laughs) Now, that brings it down to an uh, individual basis personally, right? Correct? And so he says that he's going to show you some wondrous things. You can't figure out yourself. Come on, so let, let's get our peanut brains out of this, all right? Because our peanut brains are limited. You can't figure it out, but God has it for you. So what does that mean? That means that when we call on him and what you desire and what you don't even know that God wants you to have, much better than what you desire, when it comes to your life, it's going to be exceedingly abundantly and above more than you can ask, more than you can think, more than you can dream, more than you can imagine, more than you can desire, more than you can hope, or more than you can even pray. You, it's beyond even your prayers. My goodness, God, you are something else. You are something else. So, so, so it's going to go far beyond what you have in your mind, right? But that's what, that's what God is always up to, right? Going beyond what we, because, come on, let's admit it. For the most part, we are, we are small thinkers. I mean, if we're, paralleling with God, correct? God is a big thinker, right? So, so God is into uh, going far beyond our little natural selves, right? So I think that uh, most of us, if not all, uh, know about the account of uh, Noah in uh, Genesis 6, right? So, so, so in, in, in Genesis 6, this is what God said to Noah. He said, look, Noah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to destroy all flesh, <laughs> right? And every living thing upon the earth. Therefore, this is what I want you to do. 
I want you to build an ark so that you can preserve yourself and your family because I'm going to start all over again. I'm going to start <laughs> new. Y'all know that God is into that new stuff, right? If any man be in Christ, he's a what? That's right. So he says, I'm going to start new, right? Now, now, obviously, I don't, I wasn't there, neither were you, but I don't know what went through Noah's mind when God told him to build this ark, right? But if we can use a conjecture here, right? I think Noah probably would have said something like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? God, are you talking to me? You sure you got the right person? Right? So, so we have to realize that this was unprecedented. This had never been done before, this art thing. He had no idea what God was talking about. Right? So are you talking to me, God? Come on. Y'all remember uh, Gideon, right? Gideon, he responded that way also. Mighty man of valor. Oh, you got the wrong person now, God. I think that, I think sometimes, uh, you know, God can say things to us and uh, really it's, it's, it's usually on a pretty low scale in, in terms of where God wants to take us because he starts on this lower level, right? Because he's not going to dump it all on us at once. So when God says something to us, we uh, respond that way, even if it's just thinking, was that God? Come on, all honest people, raise your hand. Okay, got a few. That's okay. But so he said, he said Noah, Noah, you're going to build this boat, right? And so you're going to preserve yourself and your family, right? And the Bible says that Noah obeyed God according to all that he commanded. So, so Noah, uh, uh, every revelation that God gave him about this art that had never been done before, that was not non-existence, that no one knew about, Noah followed the instructions of God, right? Now, now, when you look at that in the book of Genesis, you find out that this ark was uh, 450 feet in length. It was 75 feet wide and 45 feet high, right? Now, to put that in perspective, this ark was one and a half the length of a football field. Yeah, it had never been done before. This is Noah. The Bible says, or at least it's argued, that it took Noah from 75 to 120 years to complete this. Right? And it was large enough to house 45,000 animals. <laughs> That's pretty huge. Now, this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Noah had to be focused. From 75 to 120 years to complete this, he had to be focused. Would you not agree? So, so Noah, he goes on 
to complete this, this uh, ark, right? And God, of course, he did just what he said he was going to do. So he loaded uh, these uh, uh, animals. The Bible says that uh, God told Noah, uh, I'm going to bring them to you. You don't have to go out and get them. <laughs> you know, God make it pretty easy for our lives, doesn't he? He comes to us. He brings things to us. All we have to do is believe him. And that's where Noah was. Noah believed God. Noah was obedient to God. And God gave him revelation. And as God gave him revelation about this ark, God gave him, he had clear vision. And therefore, he was able to see more and more and more. Out of his obedience, uh, God gave him the next step, the next phase, right? Because he was focused. Now, Noah uh, uh, completes this ark. God, uh, the Bible says that God closed the door on this ark, right? And there we are, 150 days of flooding. But Noah and his family was preserved because Noah was focused. 2024, we're going to focus. And we're going to get everything that we desire from God and exceedingly abundantly and more because God desires us to be focused. Now, how do we focus? Turn to Colossians chapter 3. So Noah, of course, he was able to do what he did in this, uh, this uh, venture because he was focused, obviously, but God had placed Noah in this earth with purpose and to bring about change. God has placed you in this earth with purpose and to make a difference and to bring about change for his glory and the advancement of his kingdom. Do not, do not, Look at yourself as someone who can't do what God has called you to do. God has placed you here for this time, for such a time as this, to bring about change and make a difference to his glory. So I want to I, I give you um, a definition to the word focus. According to Webster's uh, dictionary, focus is defined as a main purpose or interest. It's also, it also means a point of concentration. It means to concentrate attention or effort. It also means directed attention, directed attention. Listen. If you do not give it attention, it's not going to get attention. And if it doesn't get attention, you're not going to make it a priority. And if you don't make it a priority, you're not going to focus on it. Listen, uh, there, there, there in a, 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 a Proverbs 4.20, the Bible says that attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Attend, God says, to his word. So we have to direct our attention 
away from those things that would come to distract and we have to direct our attention to the word of God. We have to direct our attention to the promises of God. We have to direct our attention to the faithfulness of God. Direct your attention, make it a priority, and see God work on your behalf. So, so we're all here, we're all here in this earth, as we said, to make a difference. Can y'all say amen? And to bring about change. This is what uh, George Washington Carver said. He says that no individual has the right to come into this world without changing it. No individual, George Washington, y'all know George Washington Carver, right? No individual has the right to come into this world and leave it the same way that they found it without changing it. God is saying he has placed us here to make change. And every time that you show up in somebody's life, the light shows up. And do you know that when you walk into a room and you allow the light of the glory of God to shine and there is darkness in there and there are people in there who are in that darkness, you walk into that room and the glory of the light of God shows up, you have just brought change to that place. So show up, show out, show your light and make a difference. Don't take it so lightly who you are What's on the inside of you, your purpose? Come on, y'all. This has no, this has no uh, gender preference. This has no age preference. God has called us all to, to this, to make a difference, bring about change. Can y'all say amen? So I know I told you to turn to uh, Colossians, but I, I want to look first, uh, before we go there, I want to look at Isaiah, Isaiah 43. Can y'all turn there? Isaiah 43, and uh, I'm going to read this from the uh, New King James Version, and this is verse 18 we will read. Verse 18 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. And then God says, now, everybody say now. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God says, do not remember, do not remember the former things. Don't even consider the things of old. Listen, y'all look up here. This is year 2024. 2023 is no longer there. So don't bring 2023 into 2024. Don't bring those problems. Don't bring those issues because, listen, the devil will have you carrying that baggage for the rest of your life if you allow him to. Don't bring it. God says he's doing a new thing. Right now, it springs forth. Well, if God says right now it springs forth, it's happening right now. Are you not able to know it? Are you not able to see it? 
And many times, we as, we as believers, we as Christians, we can't see it, we can't believe it because we're too busy dealing with 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2016. So why did you say 2016? That's the year Trump was elected. 2000, listen, we're too busy de- dealing with those things that God says Don't remember it. Don't consider it. So so listen, God is wanting to do this new thing in our lives on a personal basis. He's wanting to do this this new thing in the local church, here, corporately. But do you understand? Oh, but it's about unity. It's about unity. Come on, y'all. So, so when God does something new in your life on an individual basis and he does something new individually and personally on your, on, on your neighbor's, uh, uh, in your neighbor's life on an individual basis and then it just kind of goes from one to the next to the next and it becomes corporately and then we are moving this church, we are advancing the kingdom of God. We are, come on now. It's a new thing. So 2023, everybody say this. 2023 don't mean nothing to me. This is year 2024. God is doing a new thing. Now we don't want to be we don't want to be like uh, Jesus spoke to spoke to uh, uh, the uh, the um, uh, Israelis about the Israelis in uh, Luke uh, 19, right? 1944. He said this. He said that they did, they did not know their time of visitation. Don't let God show up, do this new thing, and you miss it. Focus, 2024. Focus, 2024. Now let's look at Colossians. I got a lot more to say about that, but uh, I want to quickly touch on how we focus, how we focus in 2024. Colossians chapter 3, New King James Version, verse 1 says this, if then you be raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Reading that from the Amplified Bible, Colossians 3.1 reads, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, it says, keep seeking things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set, the Bible says. Everybody say set. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. Which has only temporal value. So that word, <coughs> excuse me, that word there in verse 2, set, used here, is uh, defined as to direct in, with fixed attention, to direct with fixed attention. So it's just another way of saying focus, right? 
So we could read verse 2 this way. And I'll read it that way. Focus your mind and keep focused habitually. Habitually. In other words, make this a habit. Make this a habit. Focus your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, not the uh, uh, things above the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value, which have only temporal value. So then, there is, according to this passage, there is a seeking and there is a setting. A seeking and setting. We are seeking the face of God. We are setting our minds. We are setting our hearts. We are setting our affections. We are setting our thoughts on things above, on, on, on God himself. And how many know if you are seeking and setting on God, then when he is doing a new thing, you're going to be right in the middle of it. I said you're going to be right in the middle of it. But then there are, there, it's so easy to get off focus. And what makes it so easy to get off focus, and there's a lot of different things, a lot of different things that can get us off focus. Come on, y'all, y'all, yeah, I know you're here. I see you out there. So, so, so the way that we ensure that we don't get off focus is seek and set. Seek and set. Say that. Seek and set. Seek those things which are above. Set our minds. I think, I think we, we all know that the mind realm is the part that the enemy targets, your thought life, your thought life. So, so when we are distracted and consumed by those things around us, those natural things, then he can easily manipulate, he can easily maneuver your thoughts. But when we set our mind on things above, on heavenly things, on God, on Jesus, on the word, on the promise, on the Holy Ghost. And when the devil comes with his distractions, can't touch you. 